Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott, and I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm Rico Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do this each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we try to do our very best to help everybody out there in their perilous journey to head back to the window and cash those winning tickets Pretty exciting day for me, Scott. This is what it's been reduced to. This is when you when you know you're old. I'm all excited because my Himalayan salt has arrived via Amazon. So I'm, after the Did show, you I'm, actually go to the Himalayas for that salt? No, that's that's I. I told him I, I'm, I'm, I, I, like I said, get it on Amazon, dude. I, I they bring a big bag of it, and it's a beautiful thing. I put it in my. I didn't know the Himalayas were in the Amazon. It's crazy stuff. It is crazy, and I put it in my electric salt grinder that you just turn it. It's gravity, and you turn it up, and it just grinds the salt for you. Nice. God, I'm so old. All right. So anyway, how'd your day go yesterday, buddy? Was okay. Yeah. I basically broke even. I ended up losing my play of the day with uh, Asheville, uh, their best player. Hey, who didn't? His fourth foul and a technical with eight minutes to go. Yep. Teed him up. Which means in college, that's a personal foul. So he fouled out with two fouls in one second, which was kind of impressive. Then they fell apart. Uh, Besides that, I ended up having a couple of player props that unfortunately ended up winning but the one we took for the farm was one that did not hit you want to so you want to tell the story about that it was all, you do you what? do a podcast with your buddy and I do so I do a podcast with a friend of mine and we each do three player props right for every Wednesday mm-hmm. I went three and0 oh, yep he went two and one and the one play that I actually liked I liked his favorite play the most more than my plays was right. the Jared Allen one. And that's the only loser we had on the entire show. And we gave it out for the farm. So oh, there man. you go. And and that was such a screw job as they were getting blown out and they called off the dogs with what five, six minutes left with Allen sitting yeah, on he had 11, eleven rebounds, 11 rebounds in, to go. In like uh, yeah, you need to you need to take the rest of the game off. You've worked hard, buddy. Uh we went two we went two and one on our plays. We hit the uh we hit the the play of the day. And uh, had the over there. We split on the premium side with uh, Asheville, and uh, we had the under there, so that worked out about as well as your Asheville play did. And then we had the team total over Philadelphia. Hey, uh, Sixers with James Harden, pretty good team. They can score points. Then again, I mean, they played the Knicks twice, so I hope that both of us could suit up and score ten apiece. We could not. We could not. I hope. I hope we could. Uh, Maybe for Iowa State. Maybe. Yep. Oh God! Oh, we'll talk about that. What a, what a disappointment, man! And a team that was supposed to be pretty good. You know, they're not they're not nothing. They're they're not crap. Pretty, pretty good. I don't know what to think of pretty good because they were top ten earlier in the year, but they had no expectations. You know, what they remind like me of in. they remind me of their football team. <laughs> they remind me of the football where you you everybody had ranked in the top ten going into the season. They played a couple pretty good games, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, this team. Well, that was my point. Sucks. Iowa State was unranked. They were randomly in the top 10 because they played really well for the first month and change. But I think it's safe to say they drastically overachieved to start the year, and they fell back down to earth. It would certainly appear to be the case. So it is uh, It's good to be here, of course, on Thursday, everybody. Excited as full uh, conference tournaments really get into the swing. And, of course, we want to remind you right up top to like and subscribe. Please do that. And there are serious consequences today. If you do not like and subscribe, Kenny Pickett will slap you with his tiny, tiny hands. Mm-hmm. So his eight-inch hands, apparently, that's a thing. So 
I don't really know why it matters to measure the actual hands of the quarterback, but and only NFL again, scouts really know and the ladies care about that. Yeah, I don't really know why you're measuring the uh, forty yard dash. Not really the forty yard dash time, but I'm trying to think. The um, what's what's a really dumb? Oh, the broad jump for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know why you're doing half of these things. Like, does it really matter? No, it doesn't matter a bit. It doesn't. It doesn't matter one bit. But so. what's the vertical of the offensive lineman? It's not good. Not good, Bob. That's what I'm saying. It's just like I feel like most of these combine stuff are just to actually fill out some boxes, where it's like, all right, what is this? What is this? Like a checkup at the doctor's office. Yeah. Except half of the answers don't actually matter for anything. Agreed. And uh, by the way, quick show note to everybody: we talked about Allie Burns being on the show today. She had a, uh, a parent-teacher conference that she forgot about, so hope I'm not letting the cat out of the bag. So she bumps till tomorrow. She will be with us on what will be our one-year anniversary tomorrow, buddy. Tomorrow will be our 260th show. That is uh, one year worth of shows. So pretty excited about that. I'll be uh, making cake for everybody. So hope everybody gets a piece. Um, real quick here, somebody wanted to know about the Iowa game tonight. Scott, you and I talked about that a little bit, uh, traveling to take on the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan laying two. Which of these inconsistent, weird-ass teams can you count on the least, Scott? Can you count on the least? Overall, the answer is Michigan. However, on senior night at home, where a win in this game might get you into the tournament, I like Michigan. They beat Iowa on the road this season earlier. I know that it did take one insane performance by one of their freshmen who had 28 points, and that definitely helped carry the way. But I am not going to lay points in this one. I think it's money line or pass for me. Okay, It's one of those games where I'm not going to try to thread the needle and pick them to win by multiple points. It'll be one possession. It'll be very close. But Iowa's 5-5 five and five straight up on the road. They have won four in a row, but you're looking at the teams they've beaten. They beat Northwestern. They beat Nebraska. They beat Michigan State, and they beat Ohio State. Yeah. I'm not saying Michigan's beaten many good teams recently either, but I am curious how much of the Hawkeyes' recent winning streak is just a weak schedule, and the only teams that are decent have kind of started to fall apart. I'll take Michigan on senior night in the game they need to have. You? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's just about a coin toss for me. Like you said, this Iowa team – has won four straight, seven of their last eight. The game they lost in that eight-game eight game stretch to Michigan, like you said, at home. And Michigan, again, not playing great, but it looks like every team with a pulse is able to beat them except for Iowa. So we'll see how it goes. Both of these teams shot really, really bad from distance in the first game. So if either one, over. If either one of those teams can – if either one of the teams can shoot 30% from downtown, that's going to be your winner – and it still went over the total. It still landed one sixty three, so uh, and not and not a ton of free throws. I mean, thirty one free throws. That's maybe a little above average, but uh, not a lot of turnovers and uh, not a lot of free throws. So uh, both of them shot well from from two points. So uh, Brandon Kubas is going to have his UFC picks ready tomorrow. And uh, can we talk about Northern Kentucky? Says Bruce. Yeah, we'll do that. And by the way. This will be our uh, last day of kind of uh, the loose schedule. Tomorrow will be like really, we'll be on we'll be on track. So because we want to get Allie on at fifteen after and have her for thirty minutes. So if you guys have games tomorrow, um, put them in your pocket or don't get mad when we don't talk about them up front because we're gonna just get our segments out of the way and then have Allie on. So 
quick show note there. All right. Having said that, uh, yeah, so Northern Kentucky. Oh, yes. Um, looking at this one, taking on Detroit. Uh, Detroit looked really good in the first game against Green Bay because Green Bay is atrocious. But you're looking at the home road splits for the Detroit Mercy team, and it's pretty ugly because they were really good at home, and they're five and thirteen on the road. Well, that's not good. It's not good. Now they take on uh, Northern Kentucky, eighteen and eleven straight up, eleven and four straight up at home. It all comes back to one guy. Because Detroit really only has one guy who's worth a damn on the entire team. And the is question that, is, is that one more than Northern Kentucky has? I will tell you this. Antoine Davis is definitely the best player on the court. But Northern Kentucky is a deeper team. Yeah, that's true. Now, the Horizon League is always a damn psycho tournament. But I got to go with the team that's good at home. I, I know that Detroit looked good last game. Green Bay isn't exactly IUPUI, but maybe a distant cousin. Can I say that? Sure. So I'm going to go with the Norse here. You? I'm going to go the other way. Detroit beat them, but Detroit beat them twice. And even though they don't win a lot on the road, they do cover the number as uh, this Detroit team is uh, is nine and nine um, against the number on the road. They're eight and seven as a dog. Uh, Northern Kentucky, no great shake. Seven and eight is a favorite. Seven and six at home. Yeah, I'll take the team that's beat them twice. You can't, it's hard to beat a team three times, Scott, but I think they do it. Uh, I did hear that somewhere. <laughs> you know, Asheville found that out the hard way, apparently. Yes, you can't beat them three times, man. Uh, by the way, if you're new to the show, uh, two two things we want to stress here is conference tournaments get rolling. Uh, not being able to beat a team three times is a myth. With uh, Asheville notwithstanding yesterday, that's the, the numbers do not back up that old saw, if you will. It is not hard to beat a team three times, especially if you're way better than the other team. And the other thing I want to remind you guys, don't get, don't fall in love because some team looks great in the mid-major conference tournament. I make that mistake every year when I go and pick up, fill up my brackets. You know, let's say Northern Kentucky runs all the way through and you're like, oh man, this team... They they just they just mauled them in the horizon. They're a fifteen league. seed, <laughs> right? No, I got that's a shot here. free no. money, free money. No. So you're taking them plus the eighteen, and they're down twenty three at halftime. So, but how many mid majors would you say to piggyback off that point? How many mid majors would you say reach the Sweet Sixteen every year? Usually one or two. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would say I would say don't, don't go nuts with it. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So. Uh, I, think that, I think this year's team might be Murray State, but we'll get back to that. Yep, we will. And uh, somebody, a little time-sensitive question, wanted to know about USA. USA, S- South Alabama, Scott. Uh, 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 going, up, going up against Little Rock, 12 and a half, 132. Game starts at, uh, oh, now, shit, as a matter of fact. Oh, 3 p.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on right. It's supposed yeah. to, but then the Arlington game went a bit long. Okay. Uh, snap cap on this one, Scott. Um, it's going it's to be South Alabama or pass. I'm not exactly a fan of laying double digits in a neutral. Yeah. But Little Rock is by far and away the worst team in the conference. Can't do it. Can't do it. 5-16 and 16 is the dog, so they've been overvalued in the market, even though they're shitty. 3-10 and 10 in conference. Uh, let's see what they did this season. Alabama beat them by 31 at home. So is this a neutral or is this going to be at it's a neutral. South Alabama? It's a neutral. Where is it at? Uh, good question. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can find I know that. How, really how, how big it is. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm laying the points or pass there with South, South Alabama. 
Little Rock is really, really bad. Yeah. No injuries. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, speaking of which, with big spreads in conference tournament play, I got a big game coming up today after the day off yesterday. Bobby Morris mm. getting 11 against Cleveland State. I'm still in the running. I'm still in it. I got one team left. They're probably going to lose today. But I'm actually not sure Cleveland State's going to cover. I actually think Mercy can – not Mercy. I actually think Bobby. Robert Morris can Bobby. Bobby Morris. I'm not saying they're going to win. I hope they win. If they win, I'm going to have a great time. But do you think 11 seems a bit high? They've played each other somewhat close in the regular season. I thought the same thing. I don't know if I want to get involved with Bobby or not, but I did think that that was either going to be Robert Morris or Pass. I wanted to know. Uh, yeah. I thought the line would open up at eight, eight and a half. Yep. Yep. Something like that. Uh, I know somebody asked me yesterday what I thought the IPFW spread would be. I think I said seven. It turned out to be six. Like something like that seemed about right. I think you said, didn't you say, you said seven and a half. I said four and a half. Yeah, I think it ended up at like six or six and a half. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, uh, somebody, uh, Renzo says Pensacola. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I appreciate. I knew somebody out there would know. Uh, THC is RZA, uh, South Alabama full game under. Yeah, I feel the same way about the the totals. I do the spread. It's under a pass for me. Uh, Illinois, Indiana State getting together there, Scott. Um, I, you know. I want to like this Sycamores team. I really do. Illinois, they're they're catching a point. You uh you want to ride the six with me, buddy? Uh, eh, I don't think Illinois State's very good. See, the thing is, you got to remember it's that this one is going to be a neutral. Uh huh. So even though you might look up some grids and it'll tell you Indiana State's awful on the road, so is Illinois State. Mm hmm. So I don't really know what that's supposed to tell you. However. Illinois State is 10-5 and five ATS this season, so they have been pretty good against the number. Yep. But I think if I had to go with one play in this game, I would look to the over. I don't really know why there's a little bit of under money coming in. Indiana State ranks 62nd in pace, and Illinois State is also pretty up there. They don't mind running. They rank 105th. Okay. So both teams like to run, and we know late in games you might see an absolute scramble fest. Yep. I'm not taking an under. No, agreed with that. Um, yeah, this Illinois, this Indiana State team, they, they've been bleeding points over their over their last five. What are they? Four, 14 over five unders, yeah, eleven under. So they're three. So they've been giving up um, right at eighty points per game, eighty point five points per game over their last five. So that ain't good. So I, I'm with you on the over there as well. You know, I don't have a ton of confidence in this Illinois State team. But I just don't trust either defense. Now this team, this team just played Atlanta 152, and of course that was a home game uh, for Illinois State. This has been a home home series this year. Uh, NBA I looks probably will. I probably will have some action on the over. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. how I'm supposed to avoid it at this number. I agree. Uh, Riz is asking about Coastal Carolina. Bruce is asking about Coastal Carolina. It was an interesting game uh, going up against Georgia Southern. Coastal Carolina laying five. My first impression is I don't have confidence in Coastal Carolina to cover five points. But <laughs> then you look at Georgia Southern and you right, consider it. right. That's the thing. Coastal's been Coastal's been good lately, winning winning covered four of the last five, including a twenty one point victory at home over Georgia Southern. Um. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be coastal or pass. I just I can't get involved with this uh, Georgia Southern team that's just 
they're not good, Bob. They're they're not good at all. They're they've, not good. They've lost no. uh, six or last seven, covered just twice in that stretch. Eh, coastal or pass. I don't love laying that many points with, with this Coastal team, but I, I think they get it done. Georgia Southern is not quite awful, but they're bad. They're definitely, well, they finished 5-11 and 11 in conference play, so they're better than the likes of Little Rock and Ewell Monroe. Right. They actually had the same amount of conference wins as Ewell Monroe, but they played two less games, so maybe I'll give them one out of those two. <laughs> they're a little bit better. But looking at the actual regular season meetings, they played twice. Coastal won both. They won by four on the road, and they won by 21 at home. I think this one ends somewhere in the middle. Coastal wins by nine, something like that. That's my guess. Just short, just short of double digits. THC is RZA says that uh, NBA is crazy today. A lot of moving parts. Absolutely true. You see those, some of the line moves on these games. It's been crazy. NBA. It's been it's been nuts. We've been we we were talking about it in our Slack channel. We're just we're trying to we were trying to figure it out because some of them are injury driven, but some of them are just kind of bizarre moves that you just have to wonder. Uh, again, and we've talked about this before, Scott. There's a lot of people who know a lot more than we do. <laughs> that's and that's part of the problem when you're trying to catch those line moves. Because somebody knows why those lines are moving, but it ain't us. Yeah. And that that's a craziest problem. Craziest move of the day is clearly the Grizzlies. Yes. Yes. And you want that's clearly the craziest move by far. You can talk about the Atlanta game, which has moved, the Golden State game has moved. A lot of favorite switching, a lot of line moves, but that Grizzlies one has moved like five or six points from the overnight. And Ja has not appeared on an injury report. Right. I'm assuming that he was going to not play because of that line move, but I haven't seen anything. And of course, the Celtics are still missing Jalen Brown, but a six-point line move. Yeah, I don't. Like that that one jumps off the page to me. Any theories? Uh, I thought Jaw was not going to play. Do you still do you still think that you still think that's possible? They just haven't put him on the report yet. The truth is no, because usually they would announce. Yeah, something I know. Like yeah. this, like at we're early afternoon. Pod, yeah, we'd at least I be seeing questionable this morning, and I said two p.m. Eastern time. That's usually when you start to see the random questionable tag pop up on some of these players. And it's already 3 o'clock Eastern, and I still don't see anything on Ja. So now I assume he's going to play. I, I don't really know. I know Boston's playing really well lately, but it's got to be Grizzlies or pass, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I, do, I do worry about getting involved there with, uh, with Ja. Because I still worry there's there's some kind of problem that we just don't know about yet. But again, we're talking at three p.m. after after three p.m. Eastern Eastern time. We should have heard about it by now. I made up that time frame on based on just my selective recall. But usually, you'll see something in the early hours of the afternoon with a random questionable tag. Right. Exactly right. So, Bill McDonald says I'll fall into the trap and take the Grizzlies. <laughs> right. Oh. So so we're gonna have company as we lay as we lay in the. Uh, you know those traps they used to do where they put bamboo over and you just walk in and now you're in the pit. So there'll yeah. be there'll be lots of people down to keep his company in the pit, Scott. That's what I'm saying. I do a trivia question though. All right, hit me. Uh, Memphis Memphis has played 14 games. Okay. Without Jaw this season. All right. Do you know how many games they've won? Eight and six. They are 12 and two. Wow. Wow. So even if Jaw doesn't play, this team's actually still pretty good. Screw that hack. Yeah, we talked about that, about their inability to rebound. All right, we'll do one more before we recap yesterday's action. The Toreros. Toreros of San Diego going up against Pepperdine. Ooh, holy shit, is that Pepperdine team bad? Game only a gambler could love. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Scott, Toreros, not awful. Not awful. Haven't played great lately, but man, they have run through the gauntlet there to end the season. They've lost, they've lost six to seven, but they've lost to Gonzaga, Santa Clara, St. Mary's, Portland, St. Mary's, and San Francisco. So there ain't a shameful loss in any of those. Uh, meanwhile, Pepperdine has lost uh, six straight, and uh, they've played. They've also had some more opponents. Pretty good teams. BYU is plugged in there a couple of times. I've got the Toreros here. Um, as for, for, I'm just fading this bad Pepperdine team. You, I can understand that. I know San Diego lost to Portland by 32 points on the road. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that happens, but uh the real question is, so looking at the regular season, San Diego won each of the first two meetings by at least eight points. Yep. So you're assuming that if everything goes according to plan, San Diego should win this game probably by seven. So I think it'll be close. I think they'll probably cover. I really don't understand the over money because it's gone to like 139 and a half. And the first two meetings, you had 134. Yep. 120. And you had 120. Yep. I'm going with the under. Am I missing something? Uh, just the fact that the last time San Diego has shot terribly from beyond the arc in each game. Now, they're not a great three-point shoot, three shooting team, but they're better than this. They shot 18-2 in the last game, and they shot 25 in the first game. So uh, this is a team that gets it done on the boards. They're, they're going to they're gonna beat the shit out of them inside. Uh, they they out, out-rebounded them by 12 the first. They had, put, they had 45 rebounds each game. Seriously, so, though, what is Pepperdine good at? I don't see the over money. tempo. That's basically it. Yeah, they they run fast and take bad shots. So yeah, pretty much. Um, she'll be here tomorrow, buddy. She'll be here tomorrow, and uh, she'll run she'll run circles around you in college basketball. So if you want to talk some shit, you should probably do that and get it out of the way today. <laughs> All right, let's talk about yesterday's action, shall we? Let's find out what happened. Let's find out the good news, the bad news. The winners, the whiners, you know who you are, the people that took it in the shorts and the people that took it to the bank. It's time for the Thursday edition of Call the Cops. All right, very good. And uh, we will start off our Call the Cops segment as we often do in the NCAA world of basketball. And Scott, this is one of those that should belong in our separate segment Fuck! It's overtime. Presbyterian Campbell under 122 and a half. You had it capped correctly once again. Game landed 110 in regulation. You know the drill. 55-55. And uh, just to make sure you were beat and beat soundly, they played two overtimes. Scott, they don't call it double undertime. It landed 147. See you later, 122 and a half. Call the cops. For the record, it did go over in the first overtime, but they just ended up having an extra five minutes for the hell of it. Yeah. Anyway, looking at the Auburn-Mississippi State game, if you had the under 140.5 or Mississippi State plus 3.5... Fuck, it's overtime. Yeah, yeah, it's overtime. You only had 122 points in regulation. So you still have a shot there. You just need less than 19 points in overtime. Yeah. Can I interest you in 27? You cannot. In overtime, and the game landed one forty nine, five and a half points per minute in overtime. Thanks, guys, appreciate it. And but... Mississippi State, by the way, lost by thirteen. Yeah, in overtime, that yeah. is rough. Yeah, Auburn just. Uh, I was I was talking to, I was talking to the King. I was talking to Chris King during that game, and he had Auburn on a, on a part of it, one of his parlays, and he had the money line parlay. He didn't even lay the three, but he was lamenting that they what they pissed away an eighteen point lead in that game. 
I think it was 19, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> I stand corrected. I'm just adding. It, was, it, was, it wasn't pretty. 220, 221, whatever it takes. Uh, finally. Are we in agreement that Auburn's just not going to make the Elite Eight? <laughs> yeah, I think, we, I think we're in agreement on that. I, I've completely just written them off. They're done. Hey, man, if you had the Pacers magic under 230, <laughs> it's the whole thing, the whole, the whole series. Overtime. This is this is the pros, though. This is the pros. This is the pros. Oh, well, sorry. Uh, the game landed 220 in regulation. Guess what? Fuck, it's overtime. Uh, they didn't put up much. They only put up 16 in overtime. That's the one you needed from the other game. Uh, but still enough to beat your ass because if you had under 230 and a half, you had under anything last night. Uh, suck a bag of dicks. You're a loser. Uh, call the cops on that one. Yeah, it was also if you had the magic. I believe they were minus one, minus two. They led by 15 going into the fourth quarter. Nice. And they somehow got outscored by the Pacers by 15 points in the fourth quarter. Oh, 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 it's magic. Here we go. So there was some good news out there. We had to look a lot harder for the good news than the bad news. But there were some people on the right side. You know who you were. You had a nice, easy time of it. Get to sit and eat some ice cream, maybe drink a little scotch. Hopefully not together uh, because you were sitting in the Wednesday night rocking chair. So the first one in the NBA, if you had the Hornets plus four against the Cavaliers, led by 15 points at half, and they won by 21. If it was a closer game, we probably would have an extra farm. But that I pass. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you had St. Joe's LaSalle, uh, a game that we uh, we talked about, uh, under 140 was the way to play there because neither team got to fitty. Uh, this one ended at 97. Yikes. How'd that, and, and who won that game, Scott? Oh, LaSalle came back. They won. That's right. That's right. They were down, I believe, 14 at the half. And I know I mentioned them on the show getting one and a half, and they actually got there. Not the way you drew it up, but they got there. No. Anyway. Looking at the NBA, if you had the Heat and the Bucks over 225 and a half, Heat money line, by the way, also a pretty bad beat from last night. Uh, you had 130 points in the first half and no shenanigans at all. Game line to 239. Not even the shenanigans that are cheeky and fun? No, not even. Well, it was if you had the Bucks money line. Yeah. The no. Heat were up, what are they up? Like seven with a minute to go. They were up five with. 20 seconds left and yeah. somehow lost the game in regulation brutal just brutal all right we have to talk about this it's right here in my home conference my backyard place i've been too many times we have to we have to uh we have to talk about this because it's just awful scott um i watched this game last night and you got to tell you i wasn't mad you watched this thing i watched a little bit of it just when i saw oh, the score God. i had to turn it on i just had to see it for myself and i, I wasn't mad but i definitely was uh disappointed nope Let's see if we can get that cow to play a trombone. Here we go. Very nice. That's why we need an engineer. That's what I'm telling you. So the Iowa State Hawkeyes last night, the Iowa State Cyclones. Sorry, Iowa. I didn't mean to paint you with that brush. Uh, Four-point home favorite against Oklahoma State. I actually liked them there. I thought that was a, I thought they'd do well in that spot. Um, I was incorrect because they were good defensively. No, uh, they were. They only that was the. It was a good news, bad news. Let's 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 look at the bright side, Scott. It's like I was doing a performance review. Um, Iowa State. I was really happy with your defense. You only gave up fifty three points last night. Um, but maybe we need to work on your offense a little bit because you scored twenty in the first half, 
And then you came in and you had a halftime pep talk by uh, your coach, and you went out and put up 16 in the second half. That's right. That game landed 36 for Iowa State, Scott. That's, Who was the home team again? Uh, Iowa State was the home team. That's right there in the, uh, the Hilton uh, Coliseum up there in Ames, Iowa. So, yeah, not good. Not 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 good. Not good at all, kids. Um, they couldn't do anything. Just couldn't do anything with this Oklahoma State team that is uh, just a faint shadow of last season's Oklahoma State team. They're not a good basketball team. There's no excuse for this. Did you? I, I assume by your tone and your question, you did not watch any of this game. I did not. Not a bad call. Not a Can bad I call. interest you in another piece of information which makes this performance even more embarrassing? Sure, why not? It was senior night. Mm. They scored 36 points on senior night and lost by 17. Did all the really? se- did all the seniors that normally don't play play? Was that what the deal was? Or uh, they might have emptied out the entire bench before the game started because they only scored 36 points. Man, man, that's just. That's just outrageously bad. So, man, you know, and again, if I was doing a performance review, you, you do like the you do like the shit sandwich where you start with something good, and then you, you you talk about a challenge that you may be having, and then you end with something good. I can't think of any good thing to end with with Iowa State. They don't have to do I it. Also wanted, they don't have to I play any more games. Ask. Yeah, go ahead. Iowa State's twenty and ten. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're safe. For March, correct? I guess, sure. Is this the type of loss that plays you back onto the bubble? Because Oklahoma State's 14 and 15. I think it almost has to. I think it, I'm sure the judges will tell you, or the the guys that put the the committee will tell you that it doesn't really matter. But I think at the back of your brain, doesn't that have to? Doesn't that have to play into it? I don't know what Iowa State's seeding was, assuming that they won this game or what it was pregame, you got to blindly drop them like two seeds. In my um, opinion. Like if they were an eight, you bump them to 10. Like I think it's that bad of a loss. They're on the seven line, buddy. I'm assuming that one already updates it weekly though, not daily. I thought he did it daily. Does it say the updated part of it? It doesn't, it doesn't have an arrow. So if, if there's no, well, that's an example though. Yeah. Assume Iowa State was a seven. Assuming those lines are pre, they should be a nine right now. Now they're not going to drop two spots, but I, I, I they should. They're not going to, but they should. That's a shame. Lenardi had them playing North Carolina in the first round. I would have laid all kinds of Tar Heels there. Uh, I would have assumed they would have killed them on the boards. That's what I'm saying. So, all right. Um. Oh, Scott. Oh, Scott has to shave his beard if we lose the farm today. Oh, I like that. I'm in. Okay. All right. You're gonna. Go- Everyone knows I'm a I'm a superstitious guy, so I have been shaving, not shaving when things go or don't go my way. All right. If we lose today, you got to shave your beard. If we lose tomorrow, I'll shave everything. Will you lose tomorrow, or we win today? No. Are we wagering against each other? No. I'm just saying we're just up in okay. the stakes because yours. Is- oh, okay. Up in the stakes. I see you. Yeah. I can't. I can't remember the last time I didn't have facial hair of some sort. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we got. Luckily, we got a good farm lined up today. So, and it's going to be one, I guarantee you're going to sweat it. It's it's going to be, it's, it's a, you know, you'll see. All right. What I miss in the comment section? Anything? Manhattan uh, covers 10. Kara uh, walking about Rio Grande yesterday, which I mentioned. It was close, but Lamar 
definitely needs to be getting more than one and a half points in any given game. So that's a nice win by them. Yeah, uh, some people want to talk about the NBA. We already mentioned it with the crazy line moves with the Grizzlies game. Now we got to talk about the other crazy line move, which is going to be the Hawks games had some line movement to it. Uh, Bulls opened up at around four and a half. Now they're down to one and a half. Trey Young's questionable, but it seems like he's trending towards playing. You have any thoughts on that game? No, that's the Trey Young's obviously the one that you want to keep an eye on there. Uh, somebody somebody asked where we find updated odds and about where the money's moving. Um, I've got Don Best that I use. And Scott, what do you use? I alternate. I stick to pregame. I'm not sure how accurate pregame is, but they're pretty up to date with it. As okay. far as I know, Don Best is probably the best service to use for updated line stuff, but I think pregame gets the job done. At least in my experience. Yeah, and it's it's and it's free. Don Best is they they've got two different plans. One of them's a a buck twenty. It's it's like a two minute delay, and one of them's five hundred, and that is instantaneous. So the pregame one is free. So that's yeah, why I just that's use exactly it. right. That's that's what I'm saying. So uh, a couple different and you can look around. There's there's some spots. Um, see that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fix face shaving is a must see. Uh, Zach Levine over twenty three and a half tonight. Uh, who are the Bulls playing again? Play the Hawks. We play, just play, oh, about. the Hawks. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, For the record, by the way, I like Atlanta in that game. It's just a matter of the fact that Atlanta's a lot better at home than on the road. Chicago's a good team, but they're only one game over on the road, so they're not a great road team. Lines come down. I think it's come down for a good reason. I'm going to take the Hawks, because if you remember the last game, Atlanta was up by, I want to say, seven with like three to go yep, and gave up a 10, nothing run to lose the game. They really should have won that game. I think Atlanta can hang around, but I'm going to take Atlanta to win. I think at home with the crowd behind them, Atlanta is just a much better team. Yeah. I, I'm uh this is, this is an Atlanta team that you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. They play terribly away from home, but yep. luckily they're home. So as long as young plays, I'm okay with I'm okay with that. I, I don't know how much long term success this team is going to have without John Collins. I think they they absolutely have to get Collins back here, um, but I think they can tread water with Trey Young. I think this is a pretty good spot for him here. Um, yeah, yeah. It's to me it's to me it's Atlanta pass. Um, as far as the Levine prop goes, where are you at on that prop master? For me, I'm actually going to look towards the under. I'm not going to take it. He had 20 in the most recent meeting. But the main reason why I'm gonna, I'm not going to take his over is because Levine stated publicly that his left knee is still not 100%. And he's, he has admitted that he is playing through a bit of pain. And when you're somewhat injured or compromised, I don't feel great about taking your overs. So for me, I'm going to stay away from Levine. The fact that he himself admitted the knee's not fully there yet I find concerning, and I do think, for me, that's a complete stay away. You don't think that's a bit of an okey-doke? You don't think what, he, the he, knee? Yeah, you don't think he's maybe talking about it, and maybe it's not hurt as quite as much as he's letting on, as, as he's saying? Well, he just said it's not 100%. He, didn't, he mentioned that there's going to be some pain. He didn't say that it's debilitating, like he's not going to play for the rest of the year, but I think that's a yellow flag, maybe yeah. not a red flag, but okay. a bit of caution. All right, fair enough. Um, 
just trying to see what he's done, what he's done lately. Um, I mean, he's usually hovering around that, but he's gone under in the last couple. Yep. What's the What's the number? Twenty and a half. I heard twenty three and a half. Yeah. But the last four games he's played. Yeah. Twelve, twenty, twenty eight, twenty two. Well, yeah. He go. In fact, he went twelve, twelve, twenty, twenty eight, twenty two. So he's only hit that twice. Uh, once rather. Um. Yeah. That's a, it's a stay away no, or under for me. Nope. Uh, Bulls beat the Hawks three times already. Does that matter to you? I would say that it doesn't. Because you can make an argument that in college, you know, it's very difficult to beat. It's very easy to beat the same team three times. These are professionals. They just played. Atlanta should have won the last game when they let it slide through their fingertips. Especially with Atlanta at home. I do think it's a pretty good spot for Atlanta. Yeah, they just didn't show up last time. Um, and it was Especially and it, after punting that Celtics game in the second half. They should be pretty motivated for this game. Yep, agreed. They let... Uh, they they let the Bulls just uh, shoot like crazy last time. They uh, or the time that they uh, the last home game they shot fifty five percent. The time before that they shot sixty two percent. So this is a Bulls team that's been able to shoot pretty well against the Hawks. Uh, yeah. Riz was also mentioning the Bulls have the Bucks on deck, and I know you're not supposed to look ahead in the calendar when you're fighting for a one seed, but. I got to assume they're looking ahead because they play in Milwaukee on a back-to-back tomorrow. Right. And THC so was... That's got to be a pretty poor scheduling spot for Chicago, in my opinion. Agreed. Uh, THC was talking about that he was out there in shoot-around. They were giving him treatment, like, during the uh, shoot-around, and then he was out there participating. So that's a good sign for... Yeah, he's not going to know where he is, but he's going to get buckets. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Anything else, man? What else you got? Anything you got cooked up for today? Warriors get revenge uh, well, tonight? Wait, what? Do the Warriors get revenge tonight? I actually think they do. I understand that Dallas is favored because they just beat Golden State on the road last game. Dallas went on a 26-1 to run in the fourth quarter to win that game. My question for you, with Klay Thompson back in the lineup, it seems like he's finally over his illness. He's expected to play. So Golden State's healthier. Draymond's still out. Yep. But if Golden State does not blow that game, against Dallas on Sunday. And let's say they win by five. What's Golden State laying in this game? One and a half, two? Yep. It's about right. So it's about a four-point overreaction, right? Yeah. You could you could make that argument for sure. So that's the argument I'm going to make. I think that if Golden State holds on, they're favored in this game. They should have won the game at home against them on Sunday. I'm going to take them now. All right. You know... Uh... I just don't want to lay two here. I know Golden State's playing terrible basketball. Like I, I fully acknowledge Golden State is struggling, but Dallas, I like what Dimwitty's done for the team. But really, unless Doncic goes nuts every single game, they really just don't have many other ways to win basketball games, do they? No, no and they're going to be they're going to be without Trey Burke tonight. So here's, but this is my question because you and I talked about this before the show when we were doing our prep. We talked about we talking about the Nets and the fact that they're getting Durant back. To you, that didn't matter. You still wanted to you wanted to fade the Nets, and I take a wait and see to see what kind of contribution Durant makes and if he can turn this team around or at least make them non horrible. Now well, you, you to seem to be now but you seem to be Bulls. using the opposite argument in this game where you say, "Well, I'd fade the Warriors, but Clay Thompson's coming back, who's been gone roughly the same amount of time, right?" Okay, I can't equ- wait. What? What are you talking about? 
as far as being as far as being out. Clay's yeah. missed two games. Durant hasn't played in two months. Well, you're right. You're right. You're right. Clay Thompson's only been out a couple of games. So I've you know I I thought Durant had played. I I looked this up. I thought he played more recently, but yeah, it's been longer than I thought. So I'm also looking at supporting cast because the Warriors have been without Clay for most of the year. They still have Curry. I know he's been underwhelming, but he's still a very very solid player. The Nets with no Kyrie and no Simmons have absolutely nobody. Do I expect Durant to walk in off the couch, play 35 minutes, and score 35 points? I don't. So I think that he's going to maybe need a game or two to deal with some rust. Plus, you're looking at a spot where P.J. Tucker, I'm not going to call him a Durant stopper because you can't stop him, but at least he's going to make things difficult for Durant, or at least more than he's used to being, I'd say, challenged on the offensive end. But now I can't play it because Miami announced that Jimmy Butler and P.J. Tucker are questionable. So now I cannot play the Heat. It's either Nets or Pass. Because the fact that the news I was waiting for on John Morant happened with Butler and P.J. Tucker makes me believe that Butler's not going to play. So now I have to like the Nets, don't I? I think so. Nets or Pass. So, so and, and Tucker. And Tucker's the one who's going to guard him. So... So we talked a little bit about this Grizzlies game. That has been the biggest line movement, like you said. It's been a, pretty much a five-and-a-half-point line move as the Grizzlies went from three-point favorites to two-and-a-half-point dogs. Um, yeah, I think I think we've got to play the Grizzlies here and, and, and wait in the pit for everybody else to fall through, right? I'm in for it. Okay. I mean, worst case is is that Jod doesn't play, and you take a team that's 12-2 and two without him and see how they do. If Boston was fully healthy... I can understand the line move. But with no Jalen Brown, Boston's already compromised. Yep, agreed. Um, and see, and I wasn't calling P.J. Tucker a Durant stopper. I was simply saying that when it comes to guys trying to guard Durant, I'd say Tucker makes Durant work harder for his points than arguably anybody else in the league. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. Legacy asking the question that, yeah, we've pretty much been asking the whole show. Uh, with Jalen Brown out, what do the bookies know about Memphis? <laughs> yes, that's that's exactly right. So apparently something, but we don't know what it is, and we're we're jumping into the trap, man. We're falling for the banana in the tailpipe, most likely. But we'll see. We'll see. I like this 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 Memphis team is for real, man. And they can uh, you know, they can go get the basketball. You brought up the stat earlier, even without John, they're twelve and two. So okay, let's go. Get that money. I do think if Jaw does not play, my favorite play would probably be the under because we know Jaw loves to go quickly. When you start giving Tyus Jones 20 or 30 minutes and you bring in the bench unit, drag. they go a lot slower. Gonna drag. And Boston, we know, is one of the best defense in the league. If Morant is randomly ruled out, I'm taking the under. Fair enough. Uh, Legacy sums it up perfectly. <laughs> PJ Tucker is a uh, Durant agitator. I yeah, think that's that, fair. That's exactly. And do you think Durant is happy his first game back in two months would be against PJ Tucker? Probably not. No, I'm I'm sure that's not exactly how he drew it up. So, all right, buddy, let's do it to it. It's time to it's time to break the string here. We've uh, we've got facial hair on the line now, so we got it. We got. I'm probably going to shave anyway, but we'll see what happens. All right, very good. It is time, everybody. Once again, it's Thursday. Uh, yeah, we, we, we hit our 60% and haven't hit a damn thing since. So let's get it rolling here, guys. It is time to strap on those overalls. Put the lucky overalls on. We need it, guys. Put your straw hat on. Adjust the brim just right. There you go. Perfect. 
Climb aboard your John Deere, get out your keys with the lucky rabbit's foot, and fire that bad boy up. Because once again, Cash Cow was so excited, got involved earlier, but now it's really time to bet the farm. All right, very good. Well, it is college basketball tournament time, and uh, you know what that means. It's uh, and this is actually is this a, this is a, not a tournament game. This it's is actually, a regular. This season. is a regular season game. Yeah, they're not, they're going to go the starting. We on, tried on the, the tournament the game. Eighth. We decided to pivot. Yep, yep, yep. So we are going to stay in college basketball, but we're going to look at Conference USA, and it's going to be the University of Texas at San Antonio. Team total under. 55. Now, that sounds like not very many points, and you are absolutely correct. So, allow me to make my case. They're going up against North Texas. North Texas, as you guys may remember, they are the slowest team in the country. That's right, number 358, and they are 357th in possessions per game. Most importantly for this game, I believe this is the stat you want to focus on, North Texas allows the second fewest shots per game. So it's not just they have a good defense, which they do, by the way. They are 18th in, in, in uh, defensive efficiency, and I did not put that in there, but they are. Uh, they don't allow many shots at all. Meanwhile, the Roadrunners, not a good offense at all. They are 318th in offensive efficiency and 297th in scoring. And finally, UT, I mean, uh, North Texas, their defense has even stepped it up a notch from the good that it's been all season. They've allowed just 52 and a half over their last five. This game was played once earlier in the season. North Texas allowed uh, 45 to the Roadrunners the last time these two teams got together. Like I said, anytime you're playing team total under 55, you're going to sweat it. You're going to be doing the math the whole time. And it's probably not going to go under by 20 points. It ain't going to be a rocking chair. But it is going to be a win, and that's going to do it for Bet the Farm. UTSA, team total under 55. If I had to guess a number, I think they get the 52. Okay, very good. Like I said, it ain't going to be easy, but it's going to be a sweat. So uh, let's do it. Let's get that farm. Let's save, let's save the beard. Save the beard, buddy. Okay, okay. Yep. He, he's stunned. All right, you guys. <laughs> Way to close strong, brother. Thank you. <laughs> going to do it for me and Scott, for uh, for me and, and the silent one over there. He's just thinking about how he's going to look without a beard. Now, you look like a terrorist now, buddy. That's that's not a great look. You got to get that. You got to get the, the look I was kind of going for. You got to get the stash going. You look like you should be. Uh, the stash never grows. Like, it's nothing I can do about it. It just stops. You look like you should be carrying a bomb or building a barn. One of the two. I don't, I don't. It's like if I can mix my beard with your, like, Fu Manchu. Look, yeah. Then, you know, maybe I got something that's, going. That's what you're that's going for. Works. That's it, buddy. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us. Of course, don't forget, we will have Allie Burns with us tomorrow. And uh, one more time, if you would smash that like button, we'd appreciate it. Don't forget to check out our pals over there at BetMGM. All the details are in the show notes. Still the $1,000 match free or uh, or uh, free bet, basically, as you can bet up to $1,000, and they'll match it if you lose. And, of course, the NBA props, uh, the NBA promotion still going on. $10 gets you 200 if anybody makes a three-pointer. So check out all the details in the show notes. Available, of course, only where states where MGM is, and you must be 21 to play. All right, that's going to do that for us. You guys, thanks very much for stopping by. We appreciate it. Don't forget to join us each and every day. Tomorrow's also going to be NASCAR Day, so we're excited about that. 
as Scott can tell us about how he didn't really lose money on bad bets that he made. So stay tuned for that. You guys have a great day. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you each and every day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott and I do our best to help you to head back to the window. Take care, everybody.